This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Canterbury is a melting pot of cultures with refugees and migrants making Christchurch their new home. With new surroundings comes new opportunities and challenges. Stay tuned as Canterbury Cultures takes a closer look at their experiences. Hi everyone, you're listening to Canterbury Culture and my name is Maria, I'm the coordinator for interpreting New Zealand in Christchurch and today I'm going to have a nice chat with our new interpreter, Arabic language, Heba. Heba, hello. Hello Maria, thanks for having me. <laughs> can you can you read, can you tell me your name and surname? In... Yeah, my name is Heba Ghali and... Um... I've been here for 12 years. Hebagali. Yes. That's how you pronounce yes, it. Yes, but actually um, we've got the rain sound mm. and we've got the ha sound and we've got the dad. So we've got a little bit of um, difficult pronunciations that would be hard for others to pick. So you would say gali with a J yes. and you would say uh, like instead of Khalid, for example, it would be Khalid. Mm. Um, the Ain sound is not there as well. It would be like double A. So we've got, it, it, it's a little yes, bit it's tricky. Yes, it's different. So yes. say Gali again. Ghali. Ghali. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yes. <laughs> it's great to know. Oh. So, so when did you come to New Zealand? Uh, I would never forget this because it was the 21st of June 2009. That was the longest night, which I discovered later. Uh, so I'm in my 12th year. In your 12th year? Yes. yes. And straight to Christchurch? Yes, straight to Christchurch. A very, very long journey. <laughs> mm. So what did you choose? From where, first of all? Uh, from Egypt. Egypt. Cairo, the capital, yes. Mm. And so did you know anything about Christchurch? I had a sister here before. Mm. She, she, Yeah, she was living here a year before me. So we were just, um, you know, a family reunion, as you would say. <laughs> yes. So is your sister mm. still here? No. Nah. No, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> she's not anymore <laughs> in Australia now. Mm. So, did you come just by yourself? Ah, uh, no, with my family, husband, mm. and children. Mm. Yes. So the children were what age? At that time, I had an eleven months one, and I had a seven years one. Mm. <laughs> so now mm. they are growing and. Yes. yes. Oh, the 11 months arriving on the... Yes, it was a really tough journey <laughs> with three transits and a baby. And, you know, it was really, really mm. unforgettable. But oh, we're mm. here at the end. Yes. And so uh, tell me, what was your first impression? You know, the first yeah. few, because I, of course, we I also came 32 years ago. <laughs> But I do remember exactly the impression, uh, of course, depending on which time of the year you come. Mm -hmm. So this is something that stuck to you, your mind or your husband's mind when you arrived. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about myself, actually, with that, especially because it's still hanging up there. Uh, the sky. When I looked mm. at how beautiful the sky here is with mm. the clouds, I felt yeah. it it was so, so near that you can touch it with your hand. You felt that because it was so open and you don't have here the tall, high buildings as yes. we've got them back. So everything is open, um, nature and the beauty and, and the trees and the colors. It wasn't at that time colorful enough, but <laughs> it was a little bit <laughs> um, icy. 
you 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 can see um, when I went to the lake and and I felt like um, very very wintry weather yes. uh, with layers and many layers on and that yes. you can't stand out you can't walk but it was still very very beautiful yes especially with an 11 months baby uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> used yeah, to the Egypt heat <laughs> but you know it's funny Heba that you say that because for me too the color of the sky mm. is like like we call it celeste celeste ah. is like celeste yeah. celestial Cele- kind yes, of thing celestial. and also the, the lakes yeah. the blue I think is a yes. different blue Sometimes it's so light. Yeah, and, and when I see some, um, up till now, ducks and geese and, you know, still mm-hmm. the colors that they've got, they are different from the ones that we have back home. Yes. But my elder son at that time, when we walked out for the first time, and it was winter and in the evening and we were in car, um, he said, Mom, what is this dead planet that we are in? The, where are the people? Right. We can't see people. But yes. that was in the evening. And then he kept anticipating to see people, people, because we come from, up in, you know, a very, very crowded population. Um, now, currently, we are sitting at 105 million. Really? So at that time, of course, it was less, less, but still millions how and big, millions. How big is Egypt compared to New Zealand? 105 currently. But yes, but Cairo how big? Is it be... as big as New Zealand or bigger? We are, small in the, in we, the we, area. I think as far as my, my yes. memory would serve me, we are one million uh, square meter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um, Hard to know. Yeah. Hard to know because Italy is very similar in size with New Zealand. But we've, yeah. Mm, but New Zealand is a bit smaller and we've got 65 million. Mm. So, yeah, we are talking Egypt even more. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard to imagine. And anything that you, apart from being struck by nature, which I really understand, yeah. kind of so wild in so many ways. And the mountains. Mm. When I saw how green the mountains were, mm. because our mountains, they are not green. Um, yes. We've got the <laughs> desert like nature as well. So, but these were really stunning. Mm. Landscapes. You are walking and driving through landscapes on the right and on the left. And the, Really amazing. Amazing. True. So you were struck by that. Mm. What about things that you weren't quite sure that you took time to get used to the life here? Mm. Was that, you know, yes. what was easy for you no. or not having the family? I mean, usually for women mm. it's a bit hard. And it's so, because I had my um, elder sister here with her family and other families and other kins, and that was a little bit okay at the beginning, and they have filled lots of gaps, and my, my kids had their cousins, so that was fine, but I got a um, little bit stuck with other things like uh, first the Kiwi accent mm. it took me a while to mm. grasp this mm. because it was different from language that we have learned the English especially so it took me a while uh, my English for them was actually different mm. and, and they would ask me where did you learn your English oh mm. no that's good English and that oh no that's it mm. was then, now my accent is different yes. so but at that time it was really really difficult and other things like systems it, they were really hard to to understand the educational system and 
the health system, with mm. the educational system, we've got a very constructive, structured one that would be going from kindergarten until uh, year three or high school, the, 13, I mean, um, the high school and into the uni. But uh, when my kids went and my elder one returned saying, mom, we play, we do mm. nothing, we only play. Oh, that's <laughs> it's different. And it was so little. Uh, but he got into structured education when he would wake up early at six and then catch the bus by 6.45 and then go to learn eight different subjects written and spoken, mm. English, Arabic, French, uh, uh, math, social studies, um, science, um, physical education, computer, and um, general knowledge, lots of stuff. They would be very, very busy. And when they would come back, our kids would be still having assignments. They mm. would still have homework. So mm. he would sit and to do the math and the Arabic and the English and, and, and the French and, and they would be very, very busy with, with yes. lots of stuff while um, he was here. Oh, astounded. We go play and we return. Oh, there's no homework. And, and that was a little bit um, you had of to... a culture shock. Yes, yes. They play, play, play and, and, and then the learning builds up um, differently. Mm. Um, Is he at high school now? Or no, uni. First, year, uni. first year uni. So, so it's done well anyway. Oh, very well. <laughs> yes, yes. So proud. Yes. yes. And, and, and um, yeah, got lots of rewards and awards and certificates. And so for me, I'm very proud of that. Yes. Mm. The other one's still there. Um, so that was one thing. And then the other thing about the health yes. and the health, because everything we learned that it should be going through the GP yes. while back home. No, if we want to go to a consultant, to a specialist, it's just like that. We book and we go, we pay and we go while everything here. No, it was tend to be different. So yes. we couldn't understand still the system. And yes. then it was for me another thing that immunization was um, by choice. So it's not compulsory while yeah. back home. It's in the system. So yes. you get to immunize your kids and children and you don't get asked to you know yes. it's, it's not yes. so everything was said to be different with choices and yes. um, stuff yes. like that yes. so um, yes and work-wise I was thinking what were you doing in Egypt what was your job Did um, you I started as with? yes uh, once I graduated I became an English teacher and stayed there for a few um, years and then uh, after that I got promoted into a head of English uh, department and then a deputy school principal before coming here. So it was a total different areas of what I've doing been now. doing here. But, but still English was your you know your your mm. your subject. So yes, I mean, true. you you were a teacher. Yes, yes. And so English, the, yes. Uh, one question just about your son, the, the seven year old when he was or eleven when he came, could he speak English too or no? Yeah, he could understand very well mm. because of course they take English from the very first year. Um, but still, the accent was a little bit different from what he has heard mm. from. Egypt, but he he was at the level and he went on smoothly mm. and with the reading and in the writing. Um, he got ESOL classes when he was in the primary stage, but then it was just absorbed so quickly and there was no problem. No problem. Yes. So now you are an interpreter. Oh, going yes, back. back to your job now. <laughs> yes. So you've been an interpreter in the, a lot of it in the medical 
yes, sector. True. So now you know the, the health system in New Zealand yes. quite well <laughs> yes, that by now. So do you like, what do you like of interpreting? What is this profession? Do you, ah. First of all, do you like it? And what, what it is that you like? Yeah, it has a background story for me about that because I was volunteering in one of the rest homes that we had one in our community that didn't know. English at mm. all. So I was visiting and helping and one time they asked me to go to the hospital and to be registered with her as the one to go and, 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 and do the appointments. Yes. And happily I did that. And there at the hospital they asked me after an interview and uh, if I could do this as a profession. And then I told them back home my graduation um, is where it comes that interpreters, translators and English teachers would be preferred because because this is our speciality. So it started as a volunteer because it was very painful to see how people do not understand what is happening to them if they are having to go into an operation or the yes. theater uh, what is happening and the terms what's my uh, what's the medication gonna be like and what's my diagnosis and yes. so um, from that uh, I got into the system of the CDHB but after being interviewed and having my qualifications and my qualifications was assessed as well so it was easy for them to know that and recognized here. So this is where I got the very first job Mm. with the CDHB. And hence I had to do some more studying because uh, I would go into all the wards and get pamphlets and then uh, when I get the appointment I would be keen to get all the terms and the knowledge. So, um, and built up my own dictionary with that. So it, it, it came. Now I've been 11 years with, with, with the CDHB, and this is my first year with um, Interpreting New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes, and uh, still I had a lovely course with you, which really added to mm. the experience because you would never know and say enough with um, as an interpreter. You keep on building and knowing and terms change and, and you've got lots of terms for one thing and everybody tends to do it differently. And so... Um, yes, and it's nice to study with others, isn't it? Yes. To have a group another. of all different nationalities and all comparing, you know, terminology, cultures. cultures. And how, because every culture is different and they would benefit from ours, I would benefit from them and you never have um, a day like the other yes so uh, which is something very very you know positive in our thing you've got different stores different experience some of them very sad some of them would be positive and yes you know, a great mm. variety yes, yes. And, and when you feel that you've um, made a difference yes. and you've helped yes. and you've done something right that's really really rewarding yes Heba, I wanted to ask you, you've chosen a couple of songs for us. I did. A, Arabic. Yes, Arabic yes, songs. yes, yes. Are they traditional? Can you tell us just uh, the title yeah. and then we will listen yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is about Cairo. It's personified like a lady and how um, attractive uh, it is with the Nile, with the rhythm, with the tunes, with the gathering of people and how they stand uh, together. And that's like a, a modern one. Yes. The second one I chose it because the singer, he's an Iraqi singer, came here to New Zealand Mm. in 2013. This is the only one that really came. 
So, um, and... Um, you went to the concert. I couldn't. It was 2013, right. and I was still building, you know, my life, and, 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 and I couldn't do that, but that was a very famous one, very popular one, and it attracted lots and lots from our communities. It was in Auckland in May 2013. What's his name? Uh, Mm-hmm. That's the second one. The first one, um, it's like it's something that would remind me with a very, very nice um, images and, and pictures, of a light Cairo. one, and the other uh-huh. one is like a romantic one. Mm. Yeah. Great. Let's Lovely. listen to them. Oh, thank you.
And the very last question I wanted to ask is about food, of course. We mm. always, I think, sometimes listeners like to, to hear yeah. what would be something that you can make mm. or a good dish, yes. Egyptian dish. Yeah, a very popular one is moussaka. Mm. Of course, it's well known as moussaka. Mm. Oh, all right, so it could be vegan, it could be vegetarian, it could be with meat. So you've got. Is everything. moussaka an Arabic word? Um, it is, yeah, it is an Arabic word, but yes. you, you, you find the Greeks would yeah, do that's it. What the, yes. Mediterranean, yes. it is, but yes. it's very, very popular because eggplants back home is very, very cheap. Very, and very, very, cheap. very nice. And very, very nice, <laughs> yes. So uh, I've chosen that, and you can play with the recipe as you would like, whether it's vegan or you would add some cheese or you'd remove that and you would have it with meat and the meat it would be beef or mince and um, beef mince or it would be lamb as you wish mm, so mm, this is the thing mm. so are you t- telling us about a vegetarian or a meat one no the meat one the meat one <laughs> yes yes so um, I've got the ingredients let's say three large eggplants thinly sliced olive oil cooking spray one medium thinly sliced onion another medium chopped brown onion two large cap sliced as well, two tablespoons tomato paste, a can of crushed and sieved tomatoes, it could be with any flavors as you like, uh, two garlic cloves crushed, uh, about 800 grams of um, mincemeat, beef or lamb of your choice, salt and pepper, ground allspice. And so, then, so you mix all those things together. Now we're going to go quickly right. with yes. the methods. Yes. It's going to be um, sprinkle some salt on the sliced eggplant, leave for half an hour, and then pat dry with kitchen paper and spray with olive oil and into the oven. I don't like to deep fry, yes, so that's great idea. Healthy. Great In idea. the oven, flip on the other side. When cooked, we are going to go to our meat in a large saucepan over medium height, add the onion, garlic, mincemeat, together until cooked. Then add tomato paste and salt and pepper and spice, whatever you want, and about two cups of water. Simmer and leave. And then um, let's preheat the oven, 100 degree, 180 degrees Celsius, and get your oven-proof dish. Place half of the slices of the eggplants, half of the onion slices, capsicum slices, and then add the layers of the mincemeat mm. and the rest of the layers if you end the crushed and saved tomato in the end. If you would like to have uh, uh, something else... Um, with whatever you would like, um, like, let's say, um, cheese, th- that mm. would be okay. Mm, mm. And then into the oven for 15 to 20 minutes and then enjoy. Uh, wonderful. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. If you give me that piece of paper oh, when we finish, I'm going to try it. Sure. Thank you, Eba, so much. Oh, Lovely to talk with you. Likewise. Thank you, Maria. Bye. Bye.
رسامتي فبغير حبك ما أكون جميلة قولي أحبك كي تصير أصابعي ذهبا وتصبح جبهتي قنديلا Yeah.